The host will let you in soon. The host this this summer. This summer on Pots Department. Bob Bob. Mm. Ta da! I'm back, baby! <laughs> Is that why you were late? <laughs> yeah. No, I was trying to get the damn 3D printer to start on the next thing. Uh, can't you rig up the stream deck as a little like, sample pad? <laughs> I don't I don't know how to loop it back into your audio and to record it yet. I, yeah. There's an app for that, but it's like $100, and so I don't want to buy it. <laughs> mm. How's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Feeling... Okay, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty... Pretty great, actually. I've finally somehow done well with the printer enough that it's working on its own to print full frickin' parts that don't have issues. No mm, t- problems. Delicious. How did you solve the sagging on the back? Flipped it upside down. Yeah. Cool. So simple. I mean, I had to do some crazy support prints, but now I'm trying it without the support. Yeah. That was a huge win. A lot of bashing my head against the same thing over and over, it felt like. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Awesome. I saw you got some pretty sweet wins with your uh, new collet that makes lets you do square pieces in the pencil sharpener. Mm. Yeah, I was watching those videos back last night. I think I was grunting quite a lot on camera. I um, Do you know what a wallaby is? <laughs> Vaguely? Yeah. I had a run-in with one on my bike yesterday morning after... <laughs> Whoa. 14 months of commuting that route on that cargo bike. I finally hit a kangaroo, basically. Oh. Oh, I was thinking it was some... How's it different than a kangaroo? Smaller? Oh, they're just smaller, yeah. Perfect size to get right under your front wheel and just, like, send you for six. Oh. So I'm a little sore this morning. You look pretty good for sure, having crashed. I'm sure that little wallaby's very sore as well, but I couldn't find it when... By the time I'd sort of climbed out of the mud... Couldn't see it anyway. They're like a cuter version of a kangaroo. Mm, they are. They're pretty cute. Hmm. And they're really skittish. They've got no road manners. And they just go <laughs> straight across. <laughs> oh, wow. This is not a problem I've ever had, honestly. <laughs> you must have other things that jump out in front of you, surely. Yeah, I've, we've hit deer before. Oh, much bigger. Yeah. yeah. Nebraska. Oh, man. Sorry. that Did it hurt your bike? Did it hurt? No, thankfully the bike bike seems pretty good. I was fully fully wrapped up in my winter gear, so I was pretty well protected when I hit the deck. So, yeah. One of those, like, crazy, it's like an airbag that inflates around your head when you crash. Like, the Danes have that. That'd be sweet. Those are so cute. I'll have to show my wife these. She'll (laughs) like these. Oh, you can't have one. Sounds very illegal here. (laughs) Sure it is. (laughs) Yeah, so you seem busy this week. Got lots going on. I, Ricky was out yesterday and I got an enormous amount done. Not that it's Ricky's fault that I don't normally, but I just, things were working for once. And yeah, I mean, I printed this little jig too, what we came up with that you put on the dust boot plate so that you can side drill. And I just tried that out. So it's got like a hardened steel insert. I haven't pushed all the way in yet, but. Is, Is that actually a drill insert? product or have you used something else i think it's called a bushing technically Uh, but it's the exact size of the drill we use and it's made to go into plastic the part that's in there is smooth currently and then 
I think that's all the more it needs, but we designed it so it goes all the way in, but I, it fits up so nice. And then you can do a side drilling without it slipping or moving on you. And it's supposed to, it should align just perfectly, but this is two hours of printing, right? Like it solves such a difficult problem. Otherwise, such a good use. Uh, so cool. We're having trouble getting one of our favorite fastness system is the Lamello Cabaneo, which is yeah. the little plastic puck that drops in. And there seems mm-hmm. to be a worldwide shortage at the moment. We can't get any for months and we mm-hmm. specify them into pretty much all our custom oh, man. cabinet projects. There's this, this little guy and we joked, I joked with Josh the other day. I was like, why can't we print them? If we can't buy any, <laughs> let's print our own which is getting mixed reception here amongst the staff. But I guess what led me to that thought was we were chatting yesterday and we're like, there must be, you know, there's obviously other systems we could use to put our cabinets together. Why don't we just shop around and find a different system? Which is annoying because all our fusion templates are built around this component. But, you know, a lot of other cam and pin systems need that side drilling operation. So Mm -hmm. little widgets like what you just made are perfect for doing beautiful side drilling operations without too much pain yeah so yeah we might yeah. shop around we'll see don't know. i would i don't know those things very well i've looked at them a couple times seemingly fairly popular here i don't know why you wouldn't be able to print it because it's just holding something in place so that another thing can grab onto it right kind of yeah it's right a pretty thing. simple part i think what makes me a little bit sort of wary of it is a structural mm. integrity yeah and be having the the swiss hardware police on our doorstep mm. i see <laughs> you're printing thousands of our little widgets no i don't know yeah i probably i would probably do the same i don't think i would unless it was like for our own product and we could test it for a while that sucks We have a lot of that weird stuff. It's been a long time. The Bloom hardware, especially drawer slides, Mm -hmm. just it's super popular over here for cabinets. And it's been it's just been terrible for since January, at least this year. Yeah. Yeah. Just nobody can. They were doing allocation. So it's kind of like based on your past orders and then you couldn't get (laughs) more. And luckily, we didn't really ever use that stuff, but just friends that make cabinets a lot of them started using other brands that had yeah. less yeah yeah we did a bit of that last year i think there was because we use hayfully rather yep. than blum yep and, and that all dried up and we yeah had to shop around and use different things and make new fusion templates for new hardware and learn all the quirks about it it's, yeah it's fun but when you've tried to build yourself systems around making processes more efficient and then you have to switch up the the pieces of hardware that are integral to that system that you've made it yeah it's tricky it's expensive i guess yeah it it feels like there's been a lot of that like wasted effort on our side for sure of what we've been talking about it practically every week like what you or i'm a lot of my problems right like materials it's constantly like feeling like you got to re-engineer your things around what you can get and yeah it's no fun You get good at something and then have to, like, fix it again and... Yeah, just extra problem solving. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So how far off do you reckon you are selling a baby pants? Baby pants? 
uh, we're making content today. I think we're going to film a short YouTube on how it works and just a short video of like how to, how we've gone about making it and that it's available. We're going to send out information when it's available to the people that have signed up that are interested. And I did find we have on the way here, a backup or an alternative vendor for the strip brushes because uh, cool. that was six to seven weeks and supposedly these are a week away from being shipped and so that solves that also been chasing the plastic that one vendor we use all the time for the plastic sheet said they've been trying to order this material since february and i'm able to get it in another one was like oh yeah we have that just like <laughs> i don't know what just constant that weird the, that's the acetyl part is it yeah yeah. yeah. Short answer is, I think I'm going to be selling it this week cool. by the end of the week. Mm. And I'm excited about that. I'm super excited that things have finally smoothed out and it seems like it's working well. And I mean, we've been using it and it's, it's worked so well, like so much better. He's basically just like grinning ear to ear every time he uses it. He's like, this is so great. There's so much less to clean up. <laughs> and you have been messaging that you are launching your kit of parts v2 today is that what you're calling it revised revised v2 yeah that's exciting i'll i'll get clarity on that before i hit publish but uh, yeah gonna press publish today i think i've got a few missing renders just for Mm. the new configurations that we're making available but i think i'm gonna keep it pretty quick and dirty and probably get in trouble from jay and sarah for having not like backfilled all the inventory details in Airtable fully. Yeah. But I'll just hit go live and try and capture some of that energy that we've got built oh, up on yeah. Instagram this week with people who seem really keen and interested and see what happens. You put up that render of just the vinyl kit, basically, right? I don't know what you're calling that. Yeah. Yeah, the little vinyl kit. Yeah. I don't read all of your comments all the time, but it was just like everybody was like so excited and also, it seemed like everybody wanted that little backer piece to yeah. the vinyl, which seems nice too. I think another little piece of the puzzle. Little bookend. Yeah, I probably need to resolve that today. Hey, oops. But yeah, it was really nice. I like I like it when people get involved. Yeah, in things for sure. They're engaged. Like when I, when I did that call out the other day about like best way to write dimensions. I feel like <laughs> every tradesperson on Instagram who follows me, like DM'd me directly with their preferred system or what they learned at trade school. Or, uh, wow. I was just flooded with a whole lot of options, which I'd never even heard of, some of which were great. The final um, result was one clear, clear one? Yeah, quantity 12. Oh, wow. Like huh. basically writing at QTY 1 or whatever. It's clear for, for sure clarity because we're chasing something that could work just equally well on a customer facing website or uh-huh. on a part parts list internally so like, that the same language flows through all that systems whether they're customer facing or internal sure and then if someone's scratching out a cut list for themselves on the table saw or something then that that can be whatever their personal convention is because it's just it's just for them yeah interesting mm. i personally i like the like 12x that's usually my thing. That's it. But it is. Mm, okay. I'll give. I'll give you that it is confusing because when I'm like requesting quotes from vendors, say I want like twelve sheets of plywood quoted, 
and I have like three quarter by 48 by 96. And then somewhere in there, I put 12 X also. It's like yeah. it comes in, it all of a sudden is part of the, the other part. So then I'll put like count. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, it can uh, start looking like a dimension. Yeah. That's the risk with that one, I reckon. Hmm. Yeah. I think you should do another one now, or maybe I'll do this one, where uh, what's the proper abbreviation of assembly? In what context? Any context. So, like, if you want to say assembly, A-S-S-L-E-M-B-Y, but you want to shorten it to, like, three to four characters, just just do mm-hmm. some of those in your head. <laughs> but cool. It ends up looking, like, assy or asli or... Like, ASM, yeah, yeah. ASM's not bad, but I don't... That starts to look like a technical, you know, like ASM or like those stupid... Maybe that's an American thing, but that's a technical group, I think. Anyway. Yeah, I guess There's a lot of these stupid things. We had a debate about that here. I think Andy had used like ASSY, and every time I saw it, I was just like, oh, we can't use that. Like, (laughs) what, assy? Really? We're going to just say... (laughs) But then none of the rest of them seem right either. So this is how we make profit. Funny. <laughs> mm, yeah, I don't know. So when you go live with this new product, you post it on Instagram. Are you going to do like a your language part as what EDM, uh, electronic direct mail? Oh yeah, we will do something like that this week. Nice. So sent out to all. All three of our subscribers. I've had this thought lately as I was browsing. I think we chatted a while, quite a while back. I was looking for different email marketing providers and then MailChimp got bought by into it and I still haven't done anything about it, but I'm still on the, the march there because I hate that company. There was a lot of research and talk about SMS marketing as well. And I always thought like, personally, I don't like to get that kind of stuff. I find it weird. Shopify allows you now to check out with just an email or a phone number. And I was yep. just always like, I don't know, who uses that? That's, you know, like maybe these big like wireless carriers where it's like, buy, you know, text this to buy mm. some kind of thing. I always thought it was weird, but I've been thinking about it more and more lately of like how often emails get lost in spam filters or like in a flood of other things and how almost foolproof SMS is as a business to get in contact with your customers. Like if they've signed up and they want that, it's not getting sent anywhere else. It's like straight to them. If you use it, you know, kind of cautiously, right? You're not like constantly sending them like, we have another sale (laughs) this week. It's like, you just (laughs) announce your products through it or something. You're going to get like a huge amount of those people to see it. I guess, yeah, I don't like it either. Like I feel like SMS is way more invasive than email. For sure. And it's fantastic for something like a shipping tracking update. Like, oh, my thing's arriving today. Great. Or, but I, you know, pretty much any company that sends me SMS marketing, I text stop back. Like, to yeah, try same. And yeah. Get rid of it. I'm thinking of it but as maybe, like a direct mm. opt in, though. You know, you've chosen mm. to receive, it's like those websites that ask you to receive their notifications on the browser. And I'm like, who the hell signs up for that? You know, like, oh, when you act. You accidentally click yes, and then you're badgered yeah. by some random website. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, you know, I'm I'm gagging for baby pants, but I don't think I'd sign up for an SMS update. I'd oh, still yeah, wait sure. for some other channel. But yeah, that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. I I have well, 
me and my friend Joe and Kyle always have these conversations about, and I think we're all in agreement, basically, that over the years, we've talked about it enough of like, can you imagine somebody buying this? And like, they make custom woodwork you know, projects and their value has increased over time. So they've increased their prices. And we're always like lauding each other for, you know, getting a good sale. And we've come to this realization that you, you, you really should never, as the business owner, you shouldn't limit it to what you want because you're not your customer. Typically, I don't want that. But what if somebody really wants to know everything that we put out? And like, if I limit that, I'm only limiting my potential reach to yeah. that person, I guess. Yeah, there's an ethics to it too in some level you know like if you're doing something illicit but yeah that reminds me of the sort of the payment gateway debate that we've had a little bit here of like which payment gateways sort of suit our ethical Mm -hmm. standpoint and also just you know which ones are costing more or margin and blah 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 Mm -hmm. i fought having afterpay for a long time i was Mm -hmm. just like doesn't does i don't like it doesn't fit our ethos and then got talked into it a month or so ago i think one customer has used it since but it's the same thing it's like yeah do you give people the choice yeah and they can choose to use those services or not or do you make the decision and say no you can only use shopify pay or paypal or for sure yeah i know that's a good one too we've had i've had that chat with a couple business owner friends here and there's there's pretty strong data that shows pretty negative trends with those services but they're also growing like mad right now we've had one person ever check out with afterpay and it was not a large amount of money in the scheme of our website sales i'm not gonna you know say that that for that person it wasn't but sure but yeah that's a different i I feel a little different about that. We do have it. I think Shopify has kind of almost forced its hand in that regard now. I think you have to have it in a certain way. Really? Shop oh, pay wow. or something like that, in, at least in America. I don't know. Maybe it's different by country. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that one feels weird for sure. But mm. I always try to re- remind myself because I think I would, you know, in the case of their woodworking projects, it's like, I don't think that, I don't know, I don't want to out them by any means, but it's like, we don't feel like we would buy our own products because we don't either feel like we could afford them or they're too much for what they are. But it's like, somebody else wants to pay for it. It's like, sweet. Yeah, I'm going to get what I can get out of this, my value in, in making a thing. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I suppose that's also different when you make a handmade custom piece versus kind of more what we do where it's product that's off, not off the shelf, but it's not not custom for for client. Yeah, small batch, small batch production. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Early leader of titles Jem has entered is I'm gagging for baby pants. I just want to hear Don say that. Like this? I'm gagging for baby pants. I had this thought lately that the prices of everything have been going up pretty steeply here. Inflation Mm. is kind of rampant and the government's trying to control it with interest rate hikes and stuff like that probably will cause a recession, right? And aside from that, our rates haven't changed for our job shop services and usually change them a couple times a year depending on how things are going or you know, we've been kind of growing okay. small, small changes, just depending on how they're going. Sometimes it's down, sometimes it's up. It's kind of like I'm always trying to feel out where it goes. We don't, they're not published. It's kind of a, this is what we need right now with how many people we yeah. have on staff. And I had this thought of like, man, I haven't considered this 
in well over a year, inflation is crazy here. I was curious, how do you consider this? Are you doing it on a schedule or by Mm. reaction to market forces or something like that? We're not doing it on a schedule, but we are pretty quick to update material prices in our table. And that now feeds out into product pricing and obviously custom quoting. We don't, it's a, you know, it's a bit of a pain to update all the product pricing on the website. So we don't do that immediately. We tend to hold off for a period of time and do a sort of product price rise, maybe I'm going to say annually, depending on what's going on. Yeah. That's how you do that. Don't always, don't always do it every year, but like of of late, yes, we've had to keep, keep on it pretty regularly with fluctuations. But I think the biggest thing we're doing to protect ourselves from inflation and a potential recession, trying to build up cash in the company. Mm -hmm. Like we've floated around, you know, zero or just low, low bank balances for so long, you know, money, it's still boggles me like this far into the business, just like how much money moves around and that it all seems to work and like cash flow. Mm -hmm. is a constant challenge and we've gotten a lot better at managing cash flow of late but yeah our main thing we're trying to do is just build up a cash reserve so that we've got that buffer Mm -hmm. when times are hard yeah it's just such a powerful thing for sure have a bit on hand yeah yeah and the other i suppose the other thing i mean we don't really have this problem but we're just being really tight on our debtors creditors i always get this confused debtors i think so anyone who owes us money we're just trying to be really yep not aggressive but just like yeah keep keep that really tight so that we don't have any big partial payments hanging over so just because i think a lot of small businesses are going to be at risk in this Mm. time Mm. and so some client who we might love and trust and love working with might just their business might just fall over tomorrow and they could owe us you know tens of thousands of dollars so we're just trying to keep a really close eye on that and not end up in a spot where yeah. we're out of pocket for some unforeseen circumstances. Sorry. Have you had a business through a recession? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just like making things just and I don't know. All right. Fine. We won't talk about recessions. No, um, I don't know. Have you? Well, the last one technically here was like oh eight, so no, I was just I was in school still. But look, yeah, I guess we've been in business since two thousand seven, so maybe. But yeah, as uh, different. I'm yep. out of the news cycle, to be honest. Yeah, sure. And but particularly back in those days where it was just like nose to the ground, grinding seven days a week, making stuff. I was just yeah. Yeah, we've never been short of work. Let me say that. Sure. Mm. I guess I probably have a pretty skewed impression of how. Yeah. Sure. Maybe I'm just naive. Like I don't, I don't really know the risks of a recession. Um, I, I think I think about that most often. Is I mean, like the you know Titan of CNC, the mm. Titan. I think when I first stumbled upon him, I saw his story on YouTube. He was telling of how. Have you heard the story of how he had like his claim was he had a hundred million dollar business or something like that or 
now, $100 million worth of machines or contracts. Yeah. It's a little bombastic I remember for the me. YouTube. Yeah. I remember the YouTube thumbnail. That's about as far as I got. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why. I was curious, I guess. I watched a bunch of those. And the story, just in short, was he had a crazy amount of contract work set up and he had bought, which is, I think, really common, a bunch of machines dedicated to those jobs. And almost overnight, all of it dried up in his telling. And they just were, all of his clients started canceling contracts that were millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so he still had, he was still on the hook for 20 some CNC machine payments and had no work and had basically to close the company, like all but lost everything. And mm. so I think about that a lot of, I don't have, I don't think I'm extended to that level, but you know, I don't love making payments on anything, but it's in some sense necessary to have some form of growth unless you have like the best cat, unless you're a John Saunders cash financing genius. <laughs> I think about that. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely curtails my thoughts. I think we talked about that last time about buying machines. Sounds fun, but I don't want to be in that situation when things hit the fan, but I don't know. You can only do so much. I think cash, cash seems yeah. smart if I could, make that happen yeah yeah we've made it a very direct aim to build it up it's like top of our sort of goals in terms of our business planning sorry just Mm -hmm. trying to get the thermals out of my bloody wallaby knee excuse me a moment yeah i think about the sort of that situation of what would happen if we lost work overnight Mm -hmm. um but (laughs) To be very honest, yeah, I feel great responsibility to my team to continue employing them and to pay them and f- so that they can live their lives on this job. But at the end of the day, it is just a job and there are other jobs in the world. And if everything went south overnight, there are other things in life that I'd be quite happy doing and exploring. And hmm. I think as long as I didn't end up you know, you know, worst case scenario is bankruptcy, right? Yeah. Here, as far as I'm aware. I think the same here. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot more to do and there's lots of things I would quite happily go off and do in the world. And yeah, I, I suppose while I'm incredibly invested in what we're doing and passionate about it, I love it. There's, a, there's other things in life and yeah if it all went south and we lost work and had to sell machines and sell the fa- rent out the factory or I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of the sort of the early days where I didn't want to owe anyone any money because <laughs> I didn't really know whether this is what I wanted be- to be doing. Oh yeah. And so I wanted to be in a position where I could just, you know, lock the doors and walk away at any moment without having a loan over my head. I think there's a little bit, bit of that attitude hanging over even though we do owe people money now and we employ you know eight people there's still a little bit of that sense of yeah there's other things out there yeah yeah no i i went through the same process i i'm thinking you kind of generated for me the the feelings through the recession here of covid especially like Mm. in 2020 it got pretty rough we had like a 120 percent revenue swing in one month like we had jobs taken back. I think it was June of 2020. It was 
just pretty dramatic. Down. And at the time, yeah. I didn't have we didn't have anybody on full time, so I had somebody. It was I was hesitant in the same way you're talking about with debtors, for example, with hiring full time through the startup of Portland CNC because of I just none of it was known. I didn't. I had this conversation every time I'd work or hire somebody. It was one guy for a long time, couple year, eighteen months of just I don't. I don't want you to come work here if you need this to be full time because I don't know where it's going. You know, <laughs> like yeah. it seems like it's going well, and that was my version of that for a long time, and even leases and stuff like that. That that period, I remember having conversations with my wife, and she kind of said the same. I was like, "What's the worst thing? You know, mm. what happens?" And I was like, "Well, it's just me working," which it turned out to be, and we made it through that because we basically had no, co- you know, no employee costs and slimmed everything down, but. I don't know. I'm not necessarily terribly worried about that, I guess. It just, I don't thought it would be an interesting topic to go through. And Yeah, no, it's super interesting. Yeah, I think at a sort of business level, I am pretty, yeah, naive about the risk. But personally, also, I would be quite happy building cubby houses in the bush. <laughs> um, What's a cubby house? What's a cubby house? I don't know the equivalent. Like an eight cubby house. What do? Is it small? What do they call? Don, what do they call cubby houses in America? It's like a log cabin in the woods, probably. Cubby house Australia. Oh, 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 oh. Maybe a tree house? Yeah, sure. Tree house. Or sometimes, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it looks like a kid's thing in this example, but we also have ADUs, which are like, just AD like back, AD, uh, atta- um, something dwelling unit, but it's basically like cities allow you to put little houses in the back of your property for like a Airbnb. Oh, a or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like your yeah, yeah, like nah. your phrases better. <laughs> no, nah, not granny fat. Like like a log a log cabin in the woods. That's my equivalent of cubby house. Yeah. What's what's that? I like your funny words, funny man. this one's tipped over on its side yeah there's like i remember in school learning about there's like architects that have specialized in building tree houses like high-end tree houses such an interesting profession that's been a dream of mine since i was a kid i think (laughs) having a proper proper tree house well now you've got all that that's like the the dream do you have good trees on your property Mm-hmm. Lots. Oh yeah. man, you got to get, got to build your kids a sweet tree, tree house. Yeah, yeah, that's why I bought that Makita chainsaw recently. Oh, battery chainsaw. So yeah, you can take it out in the bush. I got one of those cheap one. <laughs> nice. After all the excitement yesterday, I feel underprepared this morning. We're launching a new website today. No, whoa, no pressure. Whoa, came out of nowhere. This episode sponsored by the new like butter kit of parts on the new like butter website and also fresh new baby pants by PDXCNC, all linked in the notes. Yeah, I know, right? So we had our Christmas in July, even though it's not July. We had our like winter staff dinner last night. Oh. We all went went round to Jay's house and had Indian takeaway and drank beers. And then today is our workshop improvement day. Which always falls on a Thursday, so I often seem to be mentioning it as we record on Thursdays. Yeah. And Jay and I are going to spend the day 
basically pushing the new Shopify 2.0 theme live and then Ow. fixing, once it's live, we'll fix everything that we haven't finished. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Jay's been in the sort of development space for a long time and was joking last night, you never go live on a Friday and today is our Friday end of the week. Ooh, yeah. So there might be some hangovers over the weekend in terms of fixing bits and bobs, but yeah, I'm excited. That's cool. I love the pressure of going live and then sort of fixing all the stuff that doesn't look right. I You, you keep commenting, I want to encourage this process. You keep having this comment of basically... It almost feels like you're, I do this too. It's like you're, you are being forced to grow up in a certain sense to like how businesses maybe run like responsibly. And <laughs> I would encourage to not do that because you've gotten to this place. I mean, sure, don't piss off your team, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's good to have that kind of pressure to keep doing the, the hard things that move you forwards and not because like I do the opposite of that most of the time where I'm over considering everything and I'm not having products go live right like mm. it eh, I don't know I think it's good sorry sorry like butter team <laughs> encourage <laughs> Justin encouraging me to be more irresponsible I don't know about that <laughs> the other silly thing as you said we're going to publish it live happened in my head was oh gems times ahead of mine so i should be able to see this now but we're talking live and i was i went to your website and tried to see the site and i was like oh yeah duh. I can't i'm coming see to it. you from the future i can't see it now <laughs> justin sell those stocks now <laughs> Ooh, that's nice mm. that's cool well there'll be a link to it um there will be, assuming it doesn't break and we have to roll back to the old theme, but I'm sure I'll be fine. Tell Jay's me, been working on it for ages, so it's I'm sure sweet. it's good. Tell me what you're trying to improve by going to the new website. We are trying to improve page load speed. Ooh, it's techie. No, but, but, bottom line, before I get to techie things, is we're trying to improve our conversion rate. Yeah. So we get, in my mind, I think a lot of traffic... Mm. Lots of people come to our website. Great. Fantastic. Our conversion rate is, in my mind, again, it's all relative, very low. Sure. Yeah. And so one of the key drivers behind updating the theme and rolling this out was trying to improve our conversion rate. How we page load speed is one thing, but also just little things of like how we communicate information. So instead of like the product page being this just big slab of text of like much more Mm -hmm. sort of broken out things with information in them. So you can kind of more easily find answers to questions and be presented information more clearly. Yeah. And the Shopify 2.0 architecture means that what we used to be able to do on like a front page with nice banners and sort of content stacking up, you can now do on any page. Oh, Whereas, wow. Because previously Shopify pages, if you're familiar with them, are really limited in terms of formatting. Yeah. Whereas they've opened that up so you can do much sort of more rich um, design, drag and drop design on pretty much any page now. Is that that thing called sections or something like that? Yeah, probably. I don't even know what it's called. But did you just... Sounds right. Did you custom make your theme or did you like find one and tweak it? We purchased one, and yeah. Jay's tweaked it a little bit, but I'm, yeah, I I'm quite sort of 
militant about no custom code, please. I've been Ooh. burnt in the past by paying people to customize stuff too heavily. And then we mm-hmm. either rely on someone else to update it or like with our last Shopify build, we were just in a spot where we couldn't, every time Shopify released an update or a theme update, we couldn't update easily without breaking things and having to fix yeah. them. And, no, and I think there's, some, there's something that happens, like if you employ someone to build a website, and I totally understand, I'm probably the same with furniture, they want to put something of themselves into it, right? Mm. And so, you know, whether it's a piece of furniture or a website, if you're commissioning someone to build it, of course they want to do a great job and they want to sort of make it special. Yeah. But I, I'm of the opinion that for something like a website, yes, you can do wonderful custom builds that look amazing, but for the average customer who's rocking up, they're not going to go, oh, they've used the Shopify Atlantic theme. I see that everywhere. How boring. I'm going away now. Yes. It's like they're not coming to review your use of a Shopify theme. They're coming because they want to buy a baby pants or a clip crate. Like, That's our damn design school talking, right? Like, I do the same thing thinking about, like, oh, they're going to see that it's just a theme. But it's like, <laughs> nobody even thinks about that, you know? Who, who cares? Like, how much yes, is it some what's the shipping it. cost like yeah. is it gonna fit in my house yeah exactly so I, i'm very much of the opinion that just using off-the-shelf themes that are easy to update and well supported is the way to go for sure and then make it make it unique with all your content like your imagery and your text and this is sounds like a so- Squar- squarespace ad now make it unique make it yeah this episode is not not sponsored. sponsored by Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sponsored at all. What was that ad read I did? Shopify themes, not sponsoring. This, this episode is sponsored by Don. Thanks, thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. Sugar Daddy, Don. You don't even pay me. Yeah, there's a, there's so much to consider. Oh, I, I'd say my Shopify. I've made some good progress on Knackball. Yeah, I that's looking this, cool. I get into this game where I'm playing a lot with how I kind of do those if then statements with shopify so that i can minorly customize based on like using tags the the very built-in tag collection thing like basically if these tags show this thing in the product area right now i'm doing a thing where it's like anything that's knack wall related it has a tag this is knack wall and then if it's not a kit or a panel it'll say you need to get a panel you need this other part right don't miss this yeah it's fun i i like that kind of it feels like i'm not you know i'm not building a lot of different pages it's kind of like building the the root page that makes it all hopefully like you're saying it helps conversion it helps people flow through thinking about stuff i'm hoping and i'm feeling a lot better about it and i did also i think last time i was saying i couldn't figure out how to make that simple bundles thing work how i wanted with like each kit could have a vertical or a horizontal panel. I figured that out right after that. Cool. I highly recommend that that plugin called Simple Bundles. It right now I'm using the free version. I'll probably pay for it at some point, but it's super useful. Make any type of combination of things, and then it keeps track of inventory and pricing, and just makes it kind of easy to manage. I'm going to check that out today. Yeah, I think why you, not I think, add another app. 
as we go live just I to complicate things. It's one of the better apps I've seen. A lot of those are pretty janky, you know, like somebody's mm. done it on their spare time. This is, looks like legit developers, cool. really good documentation. And yeah, I, I sent them a message and they like responded within an hour, I think. It's pretty quick. Yeah, awesome. I can That's see nice. Yeah, it's nice it. when you get app developers who are fast. The um, shipping one we use, the app developer here is awesome. He's just super responsive and he'll write little bits of custom code for you and be like, yeah, don't worry about it. I got you. Very cool. Mm. But when something's beyond J, if is that a thing? Or does J just it is a thing, yeah. Tackle everything. Yeah. Do you hire out? something some kind of solutioning oh, uh, a little bit yeah i'm always like jay but you can code you can do anything so it's like no i did yeah. this very specific code sort of coding jay i can't yeah. do this like oh i thought it was all the same yeah jay uses you know contacts or outsourcing little bits and bobs ah. to other people you don't uh, have a good resource other than know a person yeah no not really okay do you have a plan for where you're going with square stock on the pencil sharpener? Yeah. Can you no, talk not about specifically. This? Yeah. It's actually it's actually for a custom a customer job. Ah. It's one of those ones where it's a customer who I'm doing a bit of R and D work for product development and yeah, it's it was one of those ones where as we were talking it through together, he came with one design and then we jumped on a Zoom call. We started working on that, actually, and then we jumped on a Zoom call, and like half an hour later, we'd completely redesigned it. I was just screen-sharing Fusion. We kind of mapped it out. It's one of those ones where I was like, I don't actually know how we're going to do this, but we'll work it out. That's part of the fun. And so, yeah, got that collet adapter printed, and it worked beautifully. Like, first time, worked really well. So I don't know. I'm sure we'll find uses for square stock in the pencil sharpener. I know Johnny's pretty keen because he makes beautiful real furniture on the weekend when he's yeah, doing his own thing and so has a table does really recently. lovely cool. sort of mortise and tenon stuff so i think he's keen to explore using the pencil sharpener as a tenoning machine mm-hmm. should be sweet and josh has brought his printer to work Ooh. so we have a printer in the office at the moment so yeah that's that's pretty exciting we've been starting to fiddle and print little bits and bobs it's just been the last couple of days yeah, I, I'm so, yeah, curious to see how you get on with it because I was hesitant. I bought it basically because it was a super, the Creality one is like 250 mm. bucks. And it's like, I think this is probably something we should get into. And it had come up a couple times of like, you know, even the most simple ideas of like, we could fixture or something if we could hold it like this. Or Saunders has been talking about it forever, right? Like, you should get this, yeah. you'll find a use. And I was just hesitant because they have so many problems. And it turned out to have a lot of problems. But it was like, it started to change my brain of like, I started to design things, maybe I said this before, that just aren't possible in other ways. Like, they're, you know, internal voids and like, just, you know, the way that it can build from one side to the other and be functional parts that actually, you know, you use in production. It's, it, it's kind of changed my brain designing things, which is interesting. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Every day now, this week, I've been, oh, yeah. Hey, Josh, can you just whip up one of these, please? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little, little things, little problems that have been, you know, floating around for years, some of them. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we can solve that. Nice. Yeah, for sure. A lot of that. Yeah. Mm. So I think there's a printer in our future. Yeah, but. Where it's on. Yeah. What kind and of- it prompted it prompted me to upgrade our security system actually because the first night 
it was in here, Josh ran a print overnight. I was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, you do this at home, right? It's safe to run it overnight? And it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's like, cool, okay. And then, like, I was on the couch getting ready to go to bed. It's like, oh, I hope everything's okay. So I tried to log into our, like, janky five-year-old security camera system on my phone. And Take photo. And three minutes later, it's like, photo failed. They jumped online and bought three new little security yeah, webcam yeah. things. Sure. And they're so much better than they used to be. I'm like, Gosh, like just logging into it last night and getting this beautiful high res view of the office and Yeah. Can't see the printer in the frame, but I'll be able to see the flames coming up from behind the whiteboard when it does catch fire. There you so go, yeah. I'm and happy. then yeah. get on your bike and hit a wallaby yeah. and get there sometime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, we did not run anything overnight for a long time because I was concerned about the same. Nope. I see a printer. I just upgraded Ooh. a little camera. I've been using 720p webcams inside the with the OctoPrint, which I if you don't have some way to control it at all, like so nice to be able to control it through OctoPrint and a little Raspberry Pi. And then mm. you can also do this little I think I'm doing a time lapse actually. Ooh. <laughs> Tasty. That's a little bit better camera wise. I was I couldn't That's tell cool. last week as I was working from home how many times that this was actually like junk and i would end up printing the rest of it because i couldn't tell what was going on so i was like all right time to get a new new freaking camera awesome yeah yeah Yeah, that octa octa print looks really good yeah i've it's super nice otherwise it's sneaker net right and it's just got tired of that real quick and now i can start a print for my phone. I mean, that's the other thing I guess I'd recommend if you haven't thought about it, if you don't have like get a little internet of things switch for the printer itself. Mm. So you see a fire, you know, like that sort of switch. Yeah. Like you can yell it, turn it off switch. Yep. Yep. Ooh, that's my solution for if things are going horribly is I just kill switch basically. They're like 20 bucks here. And I don't know if you, you have like the Alexa or like those kind of things, right? Oh, no, like we Amazon? don't have home assistants in Australia. None at all? None at all, no. They don't understand your accent? <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, last week, the transcription on on uh, Descript basically didn't work on half of my words, and apparently my sick sickness diction was terrible, I guess. <laughs> it sounded fine. You seemed yeah. quite perky. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. the script was having a hard week last week. I had it munch up a bunch of transcriptions of videos I made and just do some really weird things. So Yeah, like I like that right after you're like, Oh, you figured out a faster way to edit and then it just butchered <laughs> the last podcast. <laughs> so I don't know about that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool man. Mm-hmm. Send me a link to uh, an Internet of Things switch. Oh well, yeah. That sounds handy. You don't... I should know this by now. Do you have 110? Or are they just, like, made for 220, 208? Ah, uh, our voltage. No, we're 240. Yeah. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. That's why that. <laughs> Geyser's going... Yeah, well, if you can find a Raspberry Pi, get that thing on Octoprint, it's, like, a game changer. I've always been really intimidated by Raspberry Pis. I was, too. Was, there's, I have a couple guides I can probably send you how to set it up it was it probably took me half an hour altogether like I, it was harder to find the raspberry pi because of 
scarcity of those things right now. Oh. I had to order one from the UK, <laughs> and then wow. those went out of yeah. stock too. Yeah, I've done a little bit with Arduinos, but not the raspberries. I built myself a 3D printer 2017 using Arduino. That was driven directly from Rhino in real time. Oh, my friend Nick used to do this. That was fun. I could not do it now. I don't like. There was just another time in my life, and my brain was different or something. It was really pre- it was focused. Pre children. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I, I it's like I you start to lose that grasshopper skill, and like uh, my friend, he just had this fascination with making kind of art with a. It was like a three armed, like actuated printing robot but he would do like expanding foam print with it so just like (laughs) he'd control it live through grasshopper too which is just wild i don't know if i was any Mm. photos of it still but he's always making these crazy concoctions out of expanded foam and they're very cool that's awesome i'd love to see that i was kind of doing something similar i had a three axis delta bot with like a cable cable robot that I could string up into trees and then do large-scale, long-exposure light prints. That's what that was. Yeah. Those are cool. Good times. Good times. All right. Cool, man. Cool, Fresh man. Before I go. Yeah. yeah, me too. I can't wait to see oh. your new website and products by next week, for yeah. sure. Yeah. By the time this goes live, there'll be things online. Baby pants, too. Fantastic. I look forward to it. It's the week of launch. Let's do it. The title. <laughs> See ya. Nice. What what are we gonna do after things have launched? We'll have We're done. We're done. Done. <laughs> See ya. So much more energy than last week. <laughs> Where's my banana phone? Fresh out of bananas.